Hey everybody, welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Lehman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, it's episode 156. How are you doing, sir? And that's a loaded question this week. It is a very loaded question. (laughs) That wasn't even planned. That wasn't even planned. (laughs) I couldn't even make it 30 seconds into the podcast. Yeah, well, there you go. We'll we'll try to mute the rest of those ones. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, that one caught me off guard. But yes, Mike, uh, as predicted last week, it took down the whole family. And then it eventually got to me. And it took me down on Saturday. And Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I was done. And, you know, I maybe could have done the podcast because we typically record on Mondays. I think that's well known at this point. I probably could have done on Monday. But, you know, the... um, I guess he's a Twitch streamer, but also a musical artist, Corpse Husband. Have you heard of him before? He's kind of no. very famous for like his super deep voice, like super deep voice. No. I probably would have sounded like that <laughs> until my voice gave out about 15 minutes into the podcast, and then it would have been an absolute disaster. You know, it's funny. One time when I uh, was still working in radio, I had a really bad cold and my voice was really deep. And, it, you know, this is back in the pre-days where you'd go to work really sick and nobody would care. Yeah. You know, they'd just be like, oh, Bill's here, but he's sick, you know? <laughs> so, but but I, I came in and I, I was working at the radio station and I had like my, I, it's not that I had a, uh, no voice but my voice was very very deep like you said mm-hmm. and they had me they're like hey well you already have that voice come in here and i came into the audio recording booth and they had me do a whole bunch of voiceover lines oh nice <laughs> yeah so i did a whole bunch of vo with my deep voice for like client commercials it was pretty funny yeah well well let me let's tell you mike i i definitely thought about it i definitely thought about it but it's like no i mike demands perfection and so that's why we pushed it off to today but yes, we, but apparently we we almost missed today, and I mean we'll talk about all this Facebook stuff in a little bit. But uh, yeah, the outage affected us. That's for it sure. Did. It did, and uh, not just us; it affected others as well. Unfortunately, yes, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But tell us more about your fun times, because I guess if you were sick, you didn't really have a too many stories, if you have any at all. Well, that's right. Yeah, no, it was pretty much all sickness all the time. I mean, if people want updates, Ben kind of got better around Thursday of last week. And then Wes is still like he is better, but still sick. We actually almost considered bringing him to the hospital today because he has like diarrhea and he sounds funny, but he sounds like a cat purring. So he's got like that, like (sighs) when he breathes because like some of the phlegm is still like the top of his throat. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, there's a hotline, like a pediatric hotline in Ontario, yep. which I was actually not aware of. But uh, we got a virtual appointment with them. And they basically said, yeah, no, the diarrhea is just a direct result of the antibiotics. And honestly, for kids under the age of six months, I believe, you know, giving them antibiotics is a real double-edged sword because, yes, it will get rid of the one thing, but then it will bring on the next thing. Right. And- yep. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, yeah, we're definitely feeling that. And then I think uh, Tiff felt better probably Sunday. Her her sickness just got replaced by extreme tiredness because, of course, Wes does not sleep anymore again because he's not feeling well. But hopefully, Mike, it all kind of settles out uh, in you know in the next couple of days and we can get back to normal and get that kid to just one wake up at night. That'd be really good. It, it's funny you say that you didn't know about that pediatric hotline thing because I... Could have sworn I mentioned it 
when William was sick a couple of weeks ago. Remember, remember when he couldn't sleep and I had to like hold him s- sitting up and everything? Yeah. See, I always assumed that was you were talking about telehealth. I not uh, not the pediatric specific one. Oh, I see. I see. OK, well, there you go. That explains it. You just didn't know what I was talking about because you don't listen. <laughs> yeah, whenever Mike talks about parenting advice, it's like tune it out. Yeah, yeah it's no good. No this good. Won't be yeah. good. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? But uh, yeah, other than that, Mike, I have a single story this week because it's been extremely uneventful. We actually switched Ben's daycare. You know, we uh, we had talked. I, I'm sure a couple months ago that Ben switched to his first like institutional daycare, and he was going part time. And we were just finding, you know, the first week or two he was coming home and he was just very upset and very miserable. And we just sort of attributed it to the fact that, you know, he's never been to a sort of schools type daycare. He's always been an at home daycare. And, you know, he obviously got used to being at home with mom and dad all day, every day throughout the pandemic and stuff. But, you know, then the weeks turned into months and it was sort of the same story. And you'd ask him what what he did at school today. And he's just like, I just cried. I wanted oh, you to no. come get me, you know, <laughs> I, I, why did you come, you know, take so long? I just wanted you to get me sooner. And it's like, my God, like, this is not our kid. Our kid is extremely bubbly and cheerful and stuff. So we kind of took a look at the daycare and realized, you know, Ben is a very physical kid. Like he loves like playgrounds and running through the forest and splashing in like ponds and whatever. Whereas at this daycare it was, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad daycare, but it was very like arts and crafts and the outdoors was literally like a paved concrete pad with a little bit of fake grass, like a, like mm. a 10 by 10 square of fake grass. So we kind of decided that, you know, this isn't working. And fortunately, we got into another daycare, one of the ones we tried to get into originally, uh, which is also just in our, our hometown. And, you know, we've only been there for two days, Mike, but my God, what a difference. <laughs> No, really, eh? Yeah, yeah you, you pick him up and he rifles through all the things they did at, at school and he did this and he did that and he likes the food and he likes the teachers and he wants to go back tomorrow and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, so it was the daycare. It wasn't just our, you know, paranoia, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, we feel good that we made the right choice. Really, the downside is that it's a full-time spot, not a part-time spot, but between like the actual cost difference, it costs us like an extra 50 bucks a day or a month, uh, sorry, not a, a day a week compared to part-time so you know what it's only 50 bucks it's not the end of the world but yeah so because i don't know that you were saying that william was feeling a little sad the first couple weeks and i was like oh shit i wonder if it's the same thing for him but obviously he's turned things around too so yeah he uh he he switched off his daycare though if you recall uh he he had a a covid case in his class and Mm -hmm. uh, oh wait did no, I don't think I talked about that on the show because we recorded on Monday and it happened on. No, no, I no, didn't talk yeah, about it. Yeah, the COVID okay. case was a big part of the show. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm getting this now. I, I, I mean, I remember talking to you about it, but I'm like, did it happen on the show? Because it was Tuesday was the first day he was home and we record on Mondays. Yeah. Sorry. I'm mixing up time <laughs> because last week became just an unending spiral of what day is this? Because yes. like. It's funny because, I mean, we've talked before about having the kids home while we were working and, and, and things like that, but it is so much harder now to do it because William is so much older and he is so much more aware of what's going on. You can't just be like, hey, here's Blippi for two hours and, and then get some work done, right? Like yeah. he gets bored. He gets so, he got so bored 
of us trying to get him to watch TV while we were off that he started being like, I don't want to watch TV anymore. It like broke Blippy for him. He doesn't want to watch Blippy anymore. That's that's wild. So how much how much TV per day was he watching then? Like, because he's a TV kid. I would describe him as a very TV kid. The first day, because it was like it was the worst timing in the world, because not only were we watching him because he was home, but I was also one of my coworkers was sick or not sick. She was on vacation. Right. So I was covering somebody else's shift. So not only did I have my own work to do, I had somebody else's work to do. So it was I I needed as much time as possible. So, you know, I throw him in front of the, the TV for a couple hours in the morning and then we'd have lunch and then we'd try to put him to bed and then, you know, he'd have a nap and then he'd have a couple hours of TV in the afternoon. Well, well, mom was finishing up because we would switch in, in the afternoon. So I don't know, maybe four hours, five hours tops. I more, more closer to four, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that is a lot of TV though. I could see why he gets bored of it. Yeah. So he just, he would just get bored of it. And, and like literally, like I said, like I, I lost track of days. Like I, I'm like, what day is this? Cause, cause the weekend was like almost exactly, you know, you, you go into the weekend and it's just, Oh, he's still here. You know, like it, <laughs> it just continues on. You're just, Oh, do I actually have to work today? No, I, I don't know. So yeah, no, it's a very, it was a very tough, tough week. We did manage to get through it. He's back at daycare this week. He's loving it. He's, he's super happy to be back. I don't know if it was like, Hey, remember how you sort of liked this? Well, now you can't go to it for a week. Now you're back. Oh, you love it now. Hooray. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he was so excited to go back. And and we actually found out that he has a crew now. Oh. Oh, yeah. He's part of a group of four that are inseparable. They do everything together. Wow. So, yeah, What's their yeah. crew name? Do you know? Nah, the, the Bone Street crew. No, I don't <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> some, some real like hardcore name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, but uh, there, there's the... there's. We were, we actually got confused at first because when William would come home from daycare, we asked him who he hung out with. Like, you know, who, who'd you play with today? And he would say Bennett. And we were like, hate to tell you, buddy, Bennett's not in your class. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's I know you like Ben, but he's not in your class. And then we realized that he's one of the kids in his class is named Emmett. OK, yeah. So he was talking about Emmett, not Bennett. So it was like, oh, OK, so he's got Emmett. So Emmett's part of the crew. And then there's Mo. And Mo is a girl, but when you hear Mo, I, I wouldn't have assumed Mo, right? Just based off of that. No, no, sorry. And then there's Tasia, and I assumed from the name that Tasia was a girl, but Tasia is a boy. So it's it's a very diverse group, and William seems to be having a lot of fun. And we came home today, and we were asking him how his day was, and he's like, "Did this with Tasia? Did this with Mo? Did this with Emmett? Did this with Tasia? Did this with Mo? Did this?" With-? So he's he's got a crew now. So he's oh, that's good. Yeah. So now you can stop obsessing about Mister Adam and how tall he's not. <laughs> Yeah, good, good. Maybe they can take him down, you know? Yeah, take that guy down a a peg. Send a hit to his crew. (laughs) (laughs) We'll give you extra cookies if you take this guy. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, no, William William is happy to be back at daycare, but while he was was home, uh, William invented a game. Okay, what's the game? It's called Double Team. I don't know why it's called double team because it's oh, okay. one on one. <laughs> I thought it was going to keep going. Double team what? Yeah, it's it's just double team, but it's one on one. And he stands on his bed 
and he takes his stuffies is because remember William sleeps with like 15 stuffed animals at this point. Mm-hmm. He takes his stuffed animals and he throws them off the bed and then you pick them up and you throw them back on the bed and then he throws them back off and then you pick them up and throw them back on. And occasionally he yells out, that's double team. And then you continue to play. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could see this taking the world by storm. You know? Yeah. It's simple, simple yet clear. Yeah. yeah. It's very, the rules are very simple. There are no winners. There are no losers. There's just the game. It, it is just fun to be had. Yeah. And it's, it's literally he throws stuff down and I throw it back up. And, and that's double team. And I'll, I'll tell you, man, it wears him out. Because you got to be strategic. I, I was very strategic in my double team playing. If he's sitting at one side of the bed, then I throw the stuffed animals to the other side of the bed so that he has to go get them. And then after a while, he gets very, very winded. And I'm like, yes, you will nap today. <laughs> so it's all part of the plan. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, definitely. I always find the physical activity really wears them down. Although supposedly mental activity actually wears them down more. But, uh, you know, good luck. That. yeah yeah <laughs> well, oh yeah you know it's funny actually when we were off laura got william a whole bunch of crafts from dollarama she's like i'm gonna get these crafts and and then we'll have things to do with him while he's home and i'm like that's a great idea and so william wakes up from his nap and, and laura's got all these crafts she's like william look at all these crafts that we have for you to do well it was a mistake it was a mistake to show him all the crafts at once because he wanted to do all of them in a single day <laughs> Oh yeah, that that's rookie mistake, right? Yeah, there. <laughs> we bought him like we bought him like five days worth of crafts, and he was like, "I'm doing this one, okay? It's done. What's the next one? We're going on the next one." And yeah, he, yeah. he like powered through four in an afternoon. It was like, "What are you <laughs> oh, <no>. doing?" <laughs> oh man, like we somehow managed to salvage one craft, and it and we still haven't done it yet. But yeah, he powered through most of the crafts in the single day. It was like, well, I guess it was good that we got this for the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny yeah we bought pen or we bought pen we bought ben some uh washable paint and that uh that held his attention for a while that was a couple days worth yeah you know he would paint the concrete in the backyard or paint the fence but all you have to do is hose it off and it goes away yeah so it might be something to look at while it's still reasonable temperature outside yeah well laura bought a bunch of crafts that were like halloween themed crafts so you like paint a ghost with like you know like kid paint kind of a thing and so i don't know what it was so he has all these little things that he's supposed to paint and he would just paint the bottom and that's it and we're like what about the the rest of it buddy he's like no just the bottom very very funny and then, and then we got another thing to paint and he just the bottom and he painted it it's funny yeah, that's pretty cute yep what a goofball but hey at the end of it all it worked out that daddy got himself a new toy in the time Laura had decided that she was finally done with not having a TV in the bedroom. And the TV that was supposed to go in the bedroom has been sitting in the living room. So this means that it was time to buy a TV for the living room. And, and man, <laughs> did I overanalyze everything? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all part of the TV buying experience, though, Mike. Yeah. Did you did you use all your free clicks on rtings.com and everything like that? Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. It, was, it was funny. It was, it was because of rtings, I changed my purchase at the last possible minute. Yeah. I like literally had something in my cart and, and I found it. I, I was like double checking something and it was like, 
oh, maybe I don't want this. And and I went and I found I found this instead. And I'm like, whoa, wait, whoa, this thing's ratings are way better. <laughs> and and that's I ended up getting a brand I'd never heard of. And and sure enough, it, it got delivered today. And I spent probably way more time than I should have during office hours working on setting it up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I ended up getting a Hisense TV. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm well aware of that brand, yeah. I, I had not known about Hisense. And Hisense is like, they're, apparently they've only been in North America since like 2019. So it's not like it's super, you know, it's not, it's not like it's been around for a long time. But it's another Chinese brand like TCL, which is what mm-hmm. you have. And so it's like the, you know, if, if TCL is Sony, then this is like the Samsung of China kind of a thing. So right. Just, you know, another big competitor. And sure enough, like I was I, I was about to buy the TCL 5 series 50 inch. Mm-hmm. And and then I saw this other thing that was like, no, you want the you want the Hisense U6. And I'm like, what the hell's the Hisense U6? And I looked into it and it was like, hey, all of the specs that are on the 5 series one better and it's cheaper. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would I, would I not want this? Yeah. And even, and even better too. Cause the, the, uh, the TCLs, they're all Roku TVs. Yes. And I, I don't, I don't want Roku. I, I've, I've, I've seen what my parents, my parents have Roku, like they have a Roku box at home and, and I, I've gone through like my mom's like, how do I do this? And how do I do this? And I'm looking through and I'm like, you just download the app and the Roku store is like, you can't have that app. You know, like there was a, a whole bunch of stuff where I'm like, really, you can't get you can't do Amazon Prime. You can't do Google Play. Like none of that stuff is available on the Roku app. So I was like, I want I want an Android TV. And sure enough, the the Hisense TV is an Android TV. So, bam, I, I, I was like, OK, well, that seals the deal. I, I, it's got all the stuff I want. Like the TCL had like HDR3 and this has HDR10 and, you know, and, oh, wow. and it's 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 a QLED panel and, and all sorts of stuff. And. It sounds pretty awesome. And so this is in the living room. This is the living room. Yeah, I, it's funny because I, I we got it today. The plan is to wall mount it mm-hmm. and the wall mount has not arrived yet because I bought it from a different place. And I was like, OK, well, I can't wall mount it without the wall mount, obviously. But am I going to let it sit in the box until the wall mount gets here? No, no, I will not. No, <laughs> no. And it was funny because the where the TV sits now, it's sitting on top of a, one of those, you know, those IKEA Calax cabinets that are like the the squares, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's one of the ones that's two by two. And I look at the measurements of the stand because the the TV that was sitting on it is an old Sony TV that had like those big foot stands, like like your like a laptop, not a laptop, like a computer monitor would have, where it's just yeah, the it's one stand. Yeah, pedestal. It's a pedestal yeah, stand. It's a pedestal yeah. stand. And then all obviously all the new TVs are all these little feet, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, are those feet going to fit on that table? I don't know. It's kind of a small table. So I look online and I do the measurements and, and it says the measurements of the feet, like the, the width of the stand is 31.25 inches. And then I go up and I measure the stand that I'm putting it on and it's 31 inches. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well. 0.25 can't be too bad, especially when you spread it across half of that on each, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I I put the TV on and it's just slightly <laughs> hanging over the edge, just enough to give me a tiny heart attack. <laughs> but yeah. that that mount can't come soon enough, that's for sure. 
Well, that's good. So when did you get it? Today or yeah, yesterday? I, I got it this morning. It, this like, morning. Okay. I wasn't expecting it. It was really funny. It was one of those weird things where like you get the shipping notice after the package has arrived. Oh, nice. Nice. Hey, but that's that's a good problem to have, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I got the uh, I, I got like uh, there was the ring, the doorbell. And I'm like, oh, the mount, the wall mount is here because the wall mount was supposed to be here today. It did not mm. show up. So I'm like, oh, the wall mount is here. And I go up and the guy's like, I have a TV for you. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> so <laughs> so he brings the TV out and, and, and brings it in. And, and I I let it sit for an hour or maybe maybe an hour and a half before it was like, OK, I got to open this thing now. And and then I, I, I set it up, put it up uh, on the shelf and put the little feet on it and everything. And so and then I spent however long it takes when you start a tv now because you can't just turn it on and it works it's oh well you have to go through this menu and you have to say that you accept this this terms of service and this terms of service and do you want to sign in with this account and you know oh i know it's a nightmare half the time i like the ones where you can kind of connect it to your phone and type in all your passwords and stuff using the phone but they're not all like that which is super irritating like i i like the roku tvs but it's on an app by app basis so like the disney plus app lets you do it on the phone but like netflix does not so you have to type it in using like this stupid ass remote and stuff, and it's awful. But Mike, I was going to say, have you watched anything on it yet? I know it's obviously less than twenty four hours since you have it. Have you have you watched anything? Yes, I have. Okay. I spent after I set it up, I went on YouTube and watched twenty minutes of four K demos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you have to do. It's like okay, four K HDR. Yeah, it's yeah. All some nature documentary thing. Just yeah. checking it all out, just to make sure it looks all nice and cool. Yeah. And once I was like, okay, I'm satisfied. Then I I started to. It was really funny too because when I signed in, I signed in with my with my Google account. And because everything I you obviously you're Apple and stuff and everything mm-hmm. for me is is all Android. It's all Google. So I signed into my Google account and it was like, here's the apps that are compatible with this television that you that you already own kind of a thing. Do you want to yeah. download them right away? And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And then when it's like, do you want to sign in with your account? I said yes. And certain apps it actually knew. So like when I turned on Netflix, it just signed in for me. Like it it already knew because oh, yeah. it knew my my Netflix password because I've used it on the computer before. And then there were other apps where it's like, nope, yeah, I don't know this one. Like uh, Disney Plus, it wouldn't let me sign in. I had to actually like go in and, and put it to, put it in manually. Most of them, like you said, I was able to pull up like a, a link on a website and just type in a code instead of going through and, and doing the whole type one on one with the remote. Yeah, but. Yeah, Disney Plus was one I had to actually like manually sign in, and that sucked. <laughs> but- <laughs> it, it is the worst. Yeah. All right, Mike. So I got some I got some uh, lightning questions for you here. Yes. Okay. Go. So obviously, so you've watched 4K content versus yes. 1080p. Do yes. you notice a difference? Yes, I do. Is it substantial or is it small? Uh depends on what it is. I okay. find. I, I find a lot of. Stuff that's detailed is very noticeable, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, those the, they make those videos the way they make them for a reason, right? Like, you you watch paint swirling around for for like five minutes because it's like, look at it, right? It mixes and there's little specks everywhere, and then you actually watch like real content, and it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, like it's just yes. a guy standing there. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, you see like leaves on a tree in 4K versus 1080p, and it's like, ooh, yes, yeah. that's so much better. Yeah, okay. exactly. So, okay, obviously, you've noticed some difference. Yes. Enough difference, Mike, that you would plunk down the extra money to get the 4K Netflix. I they As soon as I signed in, as soon as I signed in, it was like, you want that extra 4K? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it, it's tough. It's tough. I have considered it. We don't pay for it yet. We don't pay for it yet. But, you know, because Disney Plus is just 4K right off the bat. And like Apple TV is 4K right off the bat with no extra charges and stuff. And you watch some stuff on there and then you watch a movie on Netflix. And it's just like, God, it'd just be just so much better if it was 4K. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not awful by any stretch because like they all upscale and everything like that. But it's just like. Yeah, I just I just really like to see those leaves in the background. Just a it's little noticeable. Sharper. It's noticeable when it's something that's upscaled versus something that's like actually 4K. Like, yeah, it was really funny because I, I was eating my lunch in front of the television because of course, yeah, of course, I mean, of yeah. course. And and I was watching YouTube because it was just something that I was like, OK, well, I'll just throw something on. And I grabbed something out of my actual like watch queue. Yep. And it was just a video of somebody talking. So it wasn't in 4K, and I'm like, "What do I got in my watch later? That's 4K. <laughs> you know, like, I just, what can I find that looks nice, right? Yeah. So, like, as soon as I, as soon as I was watching something that wasn't 4K on the TV, I'm like, "What can I find that's 4K? You know, it, it was, it was the one thing that that I feel is a, is going to be an issue is is I took one look at it, and I'm like, "What can I find that will show me like little look good in 4K?" And I went on YouTube. And I watched trailers for video games in 4K. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching them and I'm like, oh, I've I've totally screwed myself because now I need a new TV in the basement <laughs> to play video games on. I, I assume I will not be getting that anytime soon, but it was just like enough that it was like, oh man. <laughs> I know. Well, okay, Mike, I got one more one more TV question and we can move on to something else. Sounds good. Is William's crew going to get an invite and will the basement TV accidentally get ruined so you have to buy another one? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Time will tell. (laughs) We're going to play a lot more Wii Sports uh, with a lot less safety precautions, maybe? Yeah, no no wrist straps. We're going to take that rubber thing that goes around it off. Yeah, yeah. God, it'd sure be a shame. You know, if you had to buy a second one, maybe like the 65 inch, though, you know. Oh, I've already done my research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough, though, man. I, I tell you, when you got the water, it's like, I want them all to be like this now. Well, it was funny because I, when I was I was searching and I found that, the, like I said, I got the, the model I got was the U6G. Mm-hmm. And and I was looking into the, you know, like, what can I find that tells me? Because, again, it's not a super well-known brand. So it's not like there's a, as much content out there that's like reviews for it and stuff. So I'm watching like YouTube stuff of it. And one of the things I actually found was like, here's our entire product line video that Hisense made that has Joel McHale in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Joel McHale is like the Hisense spokesperson in North America. It's really weird. <laughs> Go to their website and it's all like Joel McHale pictures and like weird snarky comments. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm watching the thing and and I'm looking at it and it's the the him talking about the the the, the TV that I, I'm purchasing. And and then they show a video that I've already seen. I'm like, okay, well, this is something I found when I was doing my research earlier. And then after it ended, they started talking about the the U7 
which is the one that is for the gamers because mm-hmm. it has all of the fancy stuff like the uh, the 120 hertz. Oh yeah, and low, the, low input lag. And yes, everything. yes, yeah. the 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 variable refresh rate and all of that stuff. And I was like, oh, interesting. Maybe perhaps I will get this TV instead. Oh, the smallest they make it is 55 inches and. 50 is the maximum that will fit in this spot so <laughs> damn it so oh uh, wow well, yeah well we'll see mike like i said i i've got the tcl four series five series and six series so oh, you look can be the high sense guy and then we'll know look at that you got one of each i do and you can definitely tell the difference to be honest with you yeah like my six series is the oldest but it still is the best but uh, the four is definitely like you can tell it's a cheaper one. It gets still good quality and stuff. But you can tell it's the cheaper one. Yeah, because I was looking. I was gonna. I was looking at the five series and the six series is the the QLED one for TCL, and and this one, this the one that I have is the is is QLED. So it was like, oh, okay. So I would have. I was looking at the five. Yeah. But to get the picture that I have now, I would have had to have gotten the six, which was more expensive. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. yeah I have out. the five as like my movie one. Cause that's the one in the basement. And I actually, yep. I like the picture just as much as the six. I think the only thing it's lacking is like some HDR level. Like it's not as good HDR or something like that. But. How new is, is the, uh, the five uh, last year. So 20, the 2020 model. That's okay. the one thing that I hate about TCLs is they don't, like the the year is not super clear. So like it's series four, mm-hmm. but is it like a 2017, a 2018, 2019? They're not super clear on that kind of stuff. Yeah, because they definitely, when I was doing my research, I was looking at the TCL5 and they're like, hey, great news. Anyone who wants to buy the TCL5 this year, because the TCL5 this year is essentially the TCL6 from last year. And yes. Was- yeah. And I think that's I think that's basically the situation that I got. It's like got oh yeah okay it's the six now except it's just missing a feature or something like that. But, yeah, uh, exactly. Well, that's good. Well, soon we can start our own TV our TV like review site, Mike, and we'll just see all those clicks come in, and we're gonna be super rich. Yeah, we're gonna get uh, big tech money. <laughs> yeah, we'll be the next like Linus Tech Tips or uh, Marquez Brownlee or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Unbox therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You know what's funny too is is something that I can't wait to do because I haven't done this in such a long time for with a, a device like this is I can't wait to peel the the sticker off of the front of the TV. Oh uh, yeah. The main reason I didn't do it yet because we're we still have to wall mount it and there was like a warning on the cuz the, the TV has like these cardboard foam strips on the sides of the TV so that you can pick it up and not damage the screen. Yep. So those are currently still on the television. <laughs> so, you know, trying to watch all this, like I've tried to show my Laura, I'm like, look at this 4K content. And it's like big, like warning strips down the side. <laughs> so once once it's actually mounted, I will peel all that stuff yes. off. But but that's something that, I, that I'm really excited for to, to be able to do the unbox therapy slash oh, peel of the, the stuff. But oh, actually, one of the things that I really like, too, is is the TV has the, the has the Dolby Atmos? Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah. And I was looking for stuff to show off what the screen looked like, and I stumbled onto this Dolby Atmos demo. And one of the things it does is you basically sit, and it's like, hey, we can we can make it sound like there's a noise coming all around you. And they have like a light turning on, and it shows it like going in like a circle around you. Mm-hmm. And 
holy shit if you can't hear it like behind you and stuff which is like that's weird how how are you doing that like there's only <laughs> there's only the two speakers in the tv they're downward firing but it sounds like whatever's going on i can hear it behind me like yeah well they're gonna have to buy another sound bar another sound bar i know yeah. i'm already oh, like oh yeah this this is a this is a snowball now that you've created <laughs> well it's funny because we were watching we were watching bluey because we started to watch a lot of bluey and we've been watching Bluey in the basement because it was the only thing I had Disney Plus on. And now the TV ha- upstairs has Disney Plus on it. So we, we were watching it up there and I was watching it. and I'm like, this is really echoey because the sound is firing down at the floor because there's no like cabinet on top. Oh, of the, OK. Yeah. 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 Because the, 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 the TV hangs over the cabinet. The, the speakers are just firing straight down and right to the floor. And I'm like, it really echoes in here because of that. And then it was like, well, I'll wall mount it and it'll be fine. And I actually pushed the TV like as close to the wall as the feet would allow me so that like the cat couldn't jump behind it and like knock it down as soon as we bought it. Right. <laughs> Cause he'll do that. He's a jerk. Like that. Yeah. he'll jump behind the TV when he, when it's, when it's feeding time. So I pushed it back as far as I could. And I'm like, well, it's really close to the wall. Now, one of the settings in this TV is turn on, you know, wall speakers, you know? And I turned it on and it didn't change a damn thing. And <laughs> it was like, oh, <laughs> all right. Well, maybe I'll have to look into getting a soundbar. Maybe I'll go back to that uh, that warehouse place and grab another super yeah, cheap one. Yeah. Going back to the peel thing. Does that stuff trigger you when you when you see somebody who has old technology that still yes. has the Oh yes. my god. Okay. I was at my friend's house the other day and she's got a computer. It's probably like 2010, 2011. And I look at it and it's like, no way. And it's like the little <laughs> plastic tag, like the little like grab this piece tag. And I'm like, how have you not taken this off? I want to take it off. And they're like, no, leave it on. Leave it. I was like, what? What's wrong with you? You know, <laughs> you have to take this stuff off right away. Yeah. I, I, I go to, and usually it's my parents' house. I go to and they still have the sticker on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Mike, let's, let's, let's move on. We've talked about your television for like 15 minutes. Well, hold on. We're going to talk oh. about my TV for one more second. Okay, sure, sure. When I loaded it up and it gave me the list of apps that I wanted to add to the TV, I was looking them over and I went over to one of them and I said, no, thank you. And that app was Facebook. Oh, Mike. I hope the microphone picks these claps up, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are going to be talking about all of the wonderful Facebook news that happened because there was certainly a lot of it. And I mean, what better place to start than the massive Facebook outage that took out Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook, and also screwed up the recording time of this show tonight. (laughs) (laughs) It sure did. Yeah, because Mike, for whatever reason, we do not text each other. We Facebook message each other. And I obviously, I was sick yesterday, and I sent you a message in the morning and didn't really think anything about it. And I you know, a couple hours later, I was like, I haven't heard anything from Mike. Like, that's not unlike you, Mike. Usually you would say, I hope you feel better or something like that. And I go back and it's like, there's no check mark beside my my scent thing. And it's like, I better go online and see what the hell's going on. And yeah, yeah, worldwide outage. I think it was up to six hours, six hours or nine hours or something like that for people. Yeah. I think, what did they end up deciding it was? It was some DNS problem or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like and like they actually had to send people in physically to like the data centers to turn it back on. Yeah. Yeah, what a, what a mess. But I guess like the bigger question is, is 
you know, all of a sudden, all these people were were freed <laughs> yeah. from their, their social media demons. And apparently, there's this trend going around how, how people all of a sudden felt a whole lot of less anxiety and stuff throughout the day. Because mm-hmm. like there was no Instagram and there was no Facebook and stuff to go on and everything like that. So I was curious if you felt sort of that that feeling at all. Or are you just, you know, a regular old guy who is not addicted? No, I, my my issue is that I'm addicted to Twitter. So nothing changed for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was still just as anxious as ever because all I got to I got to see the influx of people who haven't checked Twitter in like five years and they only did so because their Facebook accounts were closed kind of because <laughs> that was literally like almost everything on Twitter on Monday during the outage was about the outage. And it was all like, you know, memes of people being like, now that now that, you know, Facebook is down, it's our time or or like people were posting pictures of Tom from MySpace. Like, you know, it's, the time has come for Tom from MySpace. Yeah, to, to, to bounce back. That's right. Yeah. And it was funny because as as we were talking about what basically happened is you messaged me. I did not get the message. And then you texted me and told me we weren't doing the podcast. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I haven't seen your Facebook messages. I finally got your message like three hours ago mm-hmm. that that you, this, this is the message you sent me yesterday morning that says, hey, I'm not doing the podcast tonight. I feel sick. So I get this and I assume because I know Facebook's been working all day. Oh, this is this is fresh. Chris is canceling doing the show tonight because he's not feeling well. So I'm like, okay, well, because in the message, you're like, I'll be good to record tomorrow. In the message, you're referring to recording tomorrow on Tuesday. The way I'm reading it, you're, I'll be good to record tomorrow on Wednesday. (laughs) And and I'm like, man, don't even worry about it. Take a week off, (laughs) you know? And and you're like, I'm good. And I'm like, ah, if, if you don't feel up to it, just let me know. And I like lined up Nikolai, who previously guest hosted when you were away, to, to, to come on and take over if you weren't around. And meanwhile, you're like, where's Mike? Why isn't he started the messages to put me on the show? You know, cause I, I'm <laughs> the one who, who runs the Zencaster and, and all that stuff. So you're like, I haven't let you in to do the show or anything like that. And you're like, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, I'm like in my pajamas playing mass effect. <laughs> and you're like, let's do the show. I'm like, Oh, okay then. So, yeah, because you explained to me that yeah, your messages that I received three hours ago were from yesterday morning, and they yeah, were not. From like eight a.m. yesterday. That's yeah, right. But they, they were lined not up really well, though, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, it, it worked out. Like the way that your messages lined up, it it made it look like your messages from tonight were just continuations of the message from last night or yesterday mm-hmm. morning. So I was just very confused. I'm like, okay, I get that you're you're sick. And that you say you're going to be good tomorrow. It came out as like, I'm good. I'll be good. You know, like, like, like when, when you're trying to argue with a sick person, like go to bed. No, I'm fine. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's how it came off. And I'm like, don't even worry about it, man. Take the week off. And you're like, no, I'm good. And I'm like, sure you are. Sure you are. But you yeah. were good. You were fine. That's right. I was 24 hours later. That's right. But uh, yeah, no, it sounds like we should really just, you know, sue Facebook for damages and stuff, you know, because it could potentially cost us dozens of viewers or listeners for our podcast. <laughs> but but it does go to show, though, how many businesses and people are 100% dependent on Facebook and its properties. 
Yeah, like actually there's a thing that I was reading that a lot of countries, not this isn't so prevalent here in North America, but in like Europe and Africa and, and things like that, Facebook is like so ingrained into their telecom systems that it's like you don't spend money on data if you're using WhatsApp on in like some of these countries. It's like their main method of communication. And it was just shut down for hours. Yeah. And and I was actually also reading an article that Facebook is so prevalent in certain countries that when it went down, those people were like, oh, the internet's gone. Like they didn't realize they could go anywhere else. They thought right, Facebook yeah. is the internet. Like that's it. So yeah, like for us, it was just like, oh, Facebook's down. I guess I'll just go on Twitter. And meanwhile, like there are other countries that's like, how do I work? (laughs) (laughs) How do I, how do I talk to my wife? Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a lot of businesses that are based almost entirely on Facebook and stuff, Mm -hmm. right? Like they have the Facebook pages and that's where their main source of income and stuff is. And yeah, it's just, it makes you question being so dependent on a private business to, uh, you know, sell your wares and everything like that. And, you know, how are those Instagram models going to make their their money if the Instagram's not working and that kind of thing? But mm-hmm. yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating, Mike. Yeah. But that wasn't the only bit of Facebook news in the world today. No. Well, which one? Well, which one should we talk about, Mike? Should we talk about the Facebook whistleblower interview or should we talk about Instagram for kids? I feel like one leads into the other. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, you take you you uh, you can decide which one do you want to talk about first. Let's go with the whistleblower one first. All right, whistleblower. Okay, so we talked a little bit last week about how leaked internal documents were were pointing out how negative Instagram is to kids, especially teenagers. And but it turns out, Mike, there was a, a lot more leaked than just that. It turns out, Facebook is. Uh, might not have your best interests in mind. This is shocking to me. Yeah, can you can you believe it, Mike? Mm-hmm. But yeah, they had a whole sixty minutes interview with the uh, the whistleblower who's come forward. If you have not watched it, pause this show, go watch it. It's like fifteen minutes long. It's fascinating. But basically, she reveals all the information about what they've been doing for you know the election and how the algorithm and stuff works. And we'll talk a little bit about it. But like one of the most interesting things is that, you know, obviously Facebook's business is is getting eyeballs on the screen, right? It's it's keeping you on there so you see more ads and you interact more with their platform and so on and so forth, right? Kind of basically how every internet business works. But what they did is she pointed out that they made a change in 2018 that drives the change the algorithm so that you're much more inclined to see stuff that makes you angry. Because anger is the easiest emotion to elicit out of a human being. So, you know, maybe you see a lot more political ads that disagree with you, you know, or if you're a vegan, you see a lot more like, ah, eat as much meat as you want kind of ad, like that kind of stuff. Things that are going to make you interact with these posts a lot more. And basically the documentation shows and they acknowledge that, yeah, they're making everybody a lot more miserable on purpose because they want to make more money in the end. Yeah, because the, the longer your eyes are on their content, the more ads that they can show you and, and the more money they can make from that. Exactly. And it really just, again, you know, Facebook is a shitty company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just kind of, it, 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 
you know, drives the stake home or, you know, drives the stake even deeper. And it really proves your point even more. I want to just find this one stat on here that we were talking about before the show began. But they were talking about, you know, Mike, obviously you're aware that you can report posts and content and that kind of stuff. And someone's being a huge dick on there. You can report them. And basically what they said is for for hate speech, they only action about 0.6% of all reports. And for stuff, I believe it's like misinformation and, you know, things that can potentially induce violence and, and that sort of thing. It's about three to 5% of it. They actually deal with it, which is horrifying. And then they also had a, a group set up for when the U S election was on, that was, you know, intended to manage misinformation and make sure, you know, the whole MAGA craze from 2016 did not, you know, continue, continue on. But then as soon as the election was done, they dissolved it entirely. Even though it was supposed to stop misinformation, they just stopped it entirely because the election was over. And the biggest reason they did it is because it was stopping clicks and it wasn't, you know, feeding more money into their coffers. And it's just, it's just baffling, Mike. It's just absolutely baffling to me. It really boils down to is, you know, oh, well, this isn't making us money. Let's stop doing it. And that's I I can see from a business standpoint why you might want to do that stuff. But as a person, you feel like it'd be like, oh, are we making everybody's lives worse by doing this? Mm-hmm. Well, and. I mean, they they directly trot. Excuse me, I don't know how to speak anymore. They directly tied the January sixth insurrection, like the U.S. Capitol raid or whatever you want to call it. It's directly tied to Facebook. There is the uh, what's it, Myanmar insurrection was directly tied to Facebook. That their government used Facebook to manipulate their people into you know. <laughs> rising up and revolting like at what point you know is there some responsibility for this company to you know stand up and do the right thing you know maybe it costs them you know a couple billion dollars but when the company is worth how many trillions of dollars at this point you know that's not that much money you know yeah yeah like i think laura told me i guess i should have done my own research laura told me <laughs> that they're looking into like incorporating companies like Google and Facebook into the UN because they have as much power as nations. Yeah, I was reading something like that. I didn't I didn't read it super closely, but I mean it kind of makes sense. I mean they're they're huge. They're absolutely huge. Yeah. Which is nuts that we're we're at that point that it's like, "Oh yeah, well, let's let's elect these companies into <laughs> in, into the United Nations because they have more power than most of the countries in the United Nations. Uh, yeah, no, exactly, Mike, exactly. Well, anyway, I do encourage everybody. I mean, we've we've barely done it justice, but honestly, go online, Google, you know, Facebook whistleblower 60 minutes interview. Watch it. It is it is well worth your watch. But Mike Again, remember we talked about last week about the whole Instagram thing and how yes, it's awful yes. for teenagers. Well, what if I told you, Mike, that there's a hot new Facebook product, Instagram for preteens <laughs> 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 that they have developed, but you know, they've just temporarily put things on hold with all the backlash they're getting with this whole whistleblower thing. Yeah, no, that uh that doesn't surprise me now with with what like after especially after all of the stuff that's been going on like oh maybe we we don't 
we don't trot out our kids' product after we've been accused of making everyone miserable. <laughs> no, I know. And yeah, it's it's literally called Instagram Instagram Kids is Instagram what they're kids, working yeah. on. Yeah. And it's meant to be Instagram, but yet meant for young children. Um Despite the fact, like you said, that they know all these shitty things that Instagram does to people. Like, I don't know why you would want to start your kids on it even younger. You know, like I I really as a parent. And I hate that I say that as a parent, but I mean, I would never want Ben or Wes to use this ever. I would never want it. You know, when they get to high school and they want to make their own choices, fine. But when they're like seven or eight years old. I'm not going to be like, yeah, let's get an Instagram account so you can share your your pictures with with William or whatever, right? Like, so the problem is, and this is something that I, I talked to one of my old coworkers about, which I remember she told me that her oldest daughter, who I think was, a, no, she was like 11? 11, 11 or 12. She was asking, she wanted her own phone. So they're like, ugh, mm-hmm. what, do we, what do we do for that? And like okay well we'll get your phone but you can't use these apps kind of a thing like these are the apps you're not allowed to use and one of them was snapchat and the daughter was like mommy look at this filter i found and it was for a movie that i was working on because remember i used to be back in worked in advertising it was for a movie that i was working on it was a, a a snapchat filter for that movie and she looks at it and goes that's Snapchat. You're using Snapchat. I told you you can't use Snapchat. She's like, no, it's not Snapchat. Look, it's the face filter app. And she's like, I bought that ad. It's <laughs> the, big, <laughs> the thing you're showing me. I bought it so that it went on Snapchat. That's the only place it's going to be. Yeah. So I never, I never heard what the fallout of it was. But she basically was like, no more Snapchat. She like lost that section of the phone. It's, it's, it's kind of like what, do, what do we do? Like where are, where are our what are the things that we can do as parents? I have no idea because I mean everything's so super early for us. I set William up on the TV on YouTube Kids today. Mm-hmm. Like I've never used YouTube Kids before because we just would th- show him Blippy off a of regular YouTube. Maybe we should have been on YouTube Kids. Maybe we get so many less ads for wine <laughs> during <laughs> Blippy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. I was finding like every other ad when we were watching kids content. It was like, hey, here's an ad for Play-Doh. Here's an ad for a car. Okay, well, the car is not so bad. He likes cars, so he can look at cars. Mm-hmm. He's not about to buy a car. And then there would randomly be like malt liquor. And it'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and that's because I'm assuming the YouTube account that you're watching it on is also your YouTube yes. account, right? Yes. So it's not... It, it doesn't care that it's a kid video. It just knows that, well, Mike's uh, watch a lot of videos, including Blippy for some reason, but that's fine. He likes wine. We'll just shoot him a wine ad, right? Something yeah. like that. But yeah, like, but it is kind of, it is an interesting question. Like Ben has YouTube kids on his iPad and it's not, you know, it's our old iPad that barely functions with YouTube kids, but he knows how to navigate around it and he knows how to use the kids section on, on Netflix and stuff. And, it is an interesting question that, you know, do you stop them from using these apps and, you know, potentially, you know, teach them to use them in secret or or do you let them use it and you just heavily monitor it or do you just banish it forever? Because, I mean, there are ways to block it from ever being installed on your devices. But then are you also risking excluding them from their friend groups because 
you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of 11 and 12 year old kids like to use Snapchats and put on the stupid filters and whatever and just send goofy pictures to another one another. But uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a tough spot to be a parent right now. Yeah. And I mean, fortunately, our kids are you know three years old and, and Wes is five months old, so we don't have to worry about it just yet. But it, I think it's going to come sooner than we expect. Yeah, I, I got a lot of uh, like older friends who have kids. I remember there was a, a one of my coworkers I talked to. Uh, he was telling me that like because his daughter now is eight or nine, but like when I first started working with him, his daughter was like three, four. So mm-hmm. she was like just in daycare and stuff, and like th- he went, she went off to school, and he's like, "What the hell do we do when she makes friends?" You and I, when we were kids, when I wanted to, you know, see what you were doing, I called you. I called the house, and you know, I called your parents' house. And is, is Chris there? Does his daughter call? Like, does he give his cell phone number to like somebody else's parent so their kid can? Like I, I never found out what he did. <laughs> like I don't know what they do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, you just give like your a, your parent cell phone number to them or, or whatever. But but then you also wonder. Well, you know, they'll probably have iPads or tablets because I mean, it's you know, I feel like it's a common kid gift. You know, when they're I don't know seven or eight, something like that, maybe younger. Mm-hmm. But then you know, if you get an iPad, for instance, it comes with iMessage, and then they can iMessage each other at that point in time and. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, again, I know my my one friend, she's got a 16-year-old son and there'll be 12-year-old daughters. And yeah, they had they had iPhones at like 10 years old, but they didn't have SIM cards. Like, they were just old iPhones. Yeah. Uh, so as long as they were on Wi-Fi, they could message. So like there was some way to control it, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to stop them from using technology. But at yeah. the same time, you also want to manage it. Yeah, so. I don't know. Maybe the parental controls will be better in in five or six years. Yeah. See, actually, that's not a bad idea with the whole like phone without a SIM card kind of a thing, because if it's just Wi-Fi only, I know for a fact that my Internet has a nice fun app that comes with it where I can just turn off devices at certain times a day. Mm -hmm. So that would be good to be like, oh, yeah, you you're trying to surf the Internet right before bedtime. Nope. I shut it (laughs) off. (laughs) That's right. Off. You're done. Yeah. Taking it from you. Yeah. So, I mean, our kids are still young. So let's hope that by the time we have to talk about that and figure out what we have to do, someone else has already figured that out for us. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that'd be pretty nice, Mike. If yeah. somebody else do the parenting for a change, you know, take the yeah. load off my back. Yeah. Facebook, come up with an app <laughs> that, <laughs> that will make everything easier yeah. and try not to monetize it <laughs> uh, well I think that will do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds Full-Time Dads you can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part-Time Nerds FullTimeDads.com as well as on Apple Podcasts Google Play Spotify Stitcher iHeartRadio CastBox and all your favorite podcast listening services if you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts. See, we're part of the problem at PT Nerds FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. <laughs>